Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hello and welcome to a new podcast series, actually the second podcast of a new podcast series. What is your retirement number? In the previous podcast, we talked about the different types of retirement numbers, and we started talking about a retirement number as it relates to savings, the 10% rule. We ran through a couple examples of why it may or may not work, and we also talked about the pros and cons. Today, we're going to talk more about retirement savings numbers and maybe a few others as we continue this podcast series. Now, I'd like to talk about the save eight to 10 times your salary, quote unquote, rule. This is another general guide similar to the 10% or if you listen to that podcast, 20% that you may need to save of your gross salary. This says you need to have eight to 10 times your salary when you are ready to retire. So if you're making $100,000 a year, when you retire, you need to have 800 to $1 million saved in your nest egg. This is not as good as the 10 or 20% guide, but it is a good guide to give you a target. This is more target-based savings than savings as you go. Similar to the 10% rule, it's not helpful for younger savers because they may or may not be saving as much as they should to get to the 8 to 10 times your salary. The 10% and 20% rule is a better guide to get started. This is more of a target-based so you know where you need to be. The problem, though... One of many with this guide is that the salaries vary. If you're making $500,000 a year, does that mean you should have 400 to, or excuse me, $4 million to $5 million? Maybe, maybe not. This assumes that you need the same percentage or the same amount of money based on your current salary when you retire. Doesn't take into consideration Social Security, high versus low wage earners, taxes, do you have a mortgage or rent? There's no other factors that you can put into this strategy, this guide, to get you to where you want to be. Therefore, similarly, as I said, to the 10%, 20% guide, it's a good guide, but don't rely on 8 to 10 times your salary. Everybody's different. It may or may not be enough. Another rule is the 1, 3, 5, 8 times rule. This simply states that age 30, you should have one times your salary saved in retirement, for retirement. At age 40... You should have three times your salary. At age 50, five times your salary. At age 60, you should have eight times your salary. This is a combination, I believe, of the 10-20% rule and the previous rule we talked about. It's a good guide to get you started, and it's helpful to track your savings along the way. It's more applicable, as the other two guides were, to younger savers. It is a guide, and that's all it is, is a guide. No one is average. Nobody's a saying. This oversimplifies, as the other strategies, the other guys do, it oversimplifies a complex problem is and that how much do you need to save now, along the way, and at the end. Again, at the end of this podcast series, I'll come up with a one retirement number that'll take all of these into consideration. So how much should you save? I'd say save as much as you can while you can. I've never heard... Any client, any person that I've worked with, that they wish they didn't save as much as they did as they got went through retirement. 
I have heard, though, from clients and other people that they wish they saved more. That's the only thing I've heard. I've never heard anyone say I didn't. I wish I didn't save as much. I've only heard I wish I saved more. So save more as you can. There is a huge compounding effect that you get by saving starting early uh, rather than starting later. Save as much as you can while you can. But there are annual limits. And 401ks, 403bs, thrift savings plans, employer-sponsored plans, for the most part, the limit is $22,500 for your contributions. If you're over the age of 50, you can contribute another $7,500 per year. The maximum contributions, total contributions that can go into an employer plan, which includes employer contributions, is $66,000. And if you're over the age of 50, it's $73,500. Those last two numbers includes employer contributions. Employee contributions are subject to those earlier limitations, $22,500 and $7,500 if you're over the age of 50. And IRAs, IRAs are individual retirement accounts. Technically, it stands for individual retirement arrangement. Most people know them as individual retirement accounts, IRAs. The maximum contribution is $6,500 per year. There's an additional $1,000 contribution if you're over the age of 50. Now that we talked about savings, let's talk about expenses. How much should you plan for when you retire? Many people think that they need to have 70 to 80%. That's the general rule of thumb of your pre-retirement income. That's how much you need to save and spend in retirement. And the reason for that is if you make $100,000 a year, you need seventy dollars to $80,000 available to you to spend on all of your stuff, expenses, if you have a mortgage, car payments, utilities, food, dining out. The reason is if you make $100,000 after taxes, after savings, you're probably left somewhere between seventy dollars $80,000. But again, this oversimplifies another complex problem. How much do you need in retirement? This assumes expenses will be static. They won't change. Healthcare is more expensive. Will you be doing the same things? Will you be doing different things? Will you be traveling more? spend more time with kids, spend more money on grandchildren. Many of our clients and most people do what we call a go-go, slow-go, no-go, meaning that once they retire, they want to do things. While they're young, while they're healthy, relatively speaking, they can, do, they can be active, they can do the things they want to do. So they may spend more than they spent while they were working because they have more free time. Then they start to slow down. Expenses are less, they're not traveling as much, not doing as many things, they're not buying as many clothes. Naturally, their spending will go down. And eventually, most people, as they get closer to further into retirement, they really slow down their spending. They just travel and then they spend time with loved ones. They don't buy as many things. But healthcare, long-term care, all of that is going to be more expensive as you go down the road. So the rule of thumb, 70 to 80%, again, like the other rules, like the other numbers, good guides. I wouldn't stick to them but it's a good guide to see how much you think you'll need or estimate how much you'll need. What we do at BWFA for our clients, when we create comprehensive plans for them, we use a top-down approach to calculate what we think they are currently spending. And you can do this as well. Start with a gross salary, whatever it is, all your wages, whatever it is you're making. If you are receiving a pension, not going to receive, but if you are receiving a pension, if you are receiving Social Security benefits, not eligible, but will receive them in the future, if you currently are receiving them, add all that income together. If you have dividends, capital gains, interest, you can add that 
if you are spending it. If you're not spending it, forget about it, except for calculating taxes. Use your tax return. You can calculate your income taxes, federal, state, local, Medicare, Social Security, the payroll taxes, all of the other taxes. So you add up all of your income if you are receiving and spending dividends and interest and capital gains, IRA distributions, include that. If you're not, don't include it when you add all of your income together. When you calculate your taxes, you will use all of the income for the purpose of getting a total of taxes that you paid. Subtract the taxes from that income that you added together. Subtract savings, any additional savings, retirement plans, savings accounts, if you're saving for a vacation, for example, every month you put money into a vacation savings account and in the summer you spend it on a vacation. Well, you wouldn't subtract the savings because you're spending it every year. But if you are saving any type of place, dollar in your savings account, a dollar in your retirement plan that you are not going to use and it's earmarked for the future, subtract that savings. What's left is one number. That number is going to be made up of two numbers. First, it's going to be made, made up of debt repayment, which includes the principal and interest on your mortgage, lines of credit, credit cards, auto loans, student loans. You're going to subtract that. Then what you're left with is your lifestyle expenses. And you may think, well, what about the debt repayment? I still have to pay that. Yes, you will. But eventually those debt repayments are going to be paid off. So what you're trying to do is get to that lifestyle expense number. That is what you need to match in retirement because, again, the debt repayment eventually will be paid off. If there are any short-term expenses, a roof that you may have done in the year, um, water heater, home renovations, financial assistance to family, tuition, childcare, any of these expenses that will not continue in retirement, next step is to subtract that from that final number, which is not really final, but the lifestyle expenses because those will not continue. Now you have one number that you are going to need to fund in retirement. And that's to maintain your current lifestyle. If you want to plan for additional travel, for example, you can do that. But if you're already spending $10,000 on travel, just know that that will continue because you're planning for that. If you want to travel additionally, add another 10,000. And you can add anything you want. Earmark a car purchase. Earmark money to save for grandchildren's tuition. Anything you like. But once you get that final number, the after-tax lifestyle expenses, rather than estimating what you think you'll need, well, now you're not estimating. You're actually calculating what you are currently doing, and you want to make sure you can maintain to do that in retirement. Thank you for listening for the second series about what is your retirement number. Stay tuned for additional podcasts. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.